0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey One Hope Church and One Hope friends, Uh, Peter here continuing our Bible reading podcast uh, this season of Lent as we go through the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Reading for today is Mark chapter 9, verses uh, 14 to uh, 29. Uh, and in our reading for today, Jesus cast this uh, demon out of this young man who was mute. He was mute because of the demon. And uh, this happened uh, only after the disciples had tried to cast the demon out, but was, were not able to do so. The context of this whole story is really interesting, though. Um, in the reading from yesterday, the the, the transfiguration event happened in which there was this literal mountaintop experience in which Jesus was transfigured before the eyes of three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and Moses and Elijah appeared. And Jesus was, he's just radiant in this beaming glory. His glory revealed as the Son of God and the voice of the Father spoke from heaven and they heard his voice. So it's just an amazing Uh, events of the hidden reality, the true reality breaking into our uh, physical dimension, you could say. And so in the context of that amazing event, um, Jesus and Peter, James, and John come down the mountain, and when they find the other disciples are arguing, well, what are they arguing about? They're arguing about why, why couldn't we cast this demon out of this young man? and so they um they bring uh, jesus to uh to the young man to this father of the young man and and the father says to jesus uh, jesus i i brought this my son to your disciples for them to cast out the demon they couldn't do it if you can do anything you know please uh, you know help if you can basically is what he says and jesus says if i can all things are possible for those who believe and this father, this dear father responds. You can almost, you can hear the his voice. I do believe, I do believe, help my unbelief. And boy, I just so relate to that phrase, don't you? I do believe, help my unbelief. I feel that way all the time. And I'm sincere in both statements. I do believe, but help my unbelief. I, I struggle with doubt, struggle with unbelief, but I do believe, I do believe. And and there's a tension there that maybe you feel too uh, i certainly do uh, quite often um well as a result of that jesus does deal with a situation he um he casts the demon out of this young man it's a tough one though i mean the the young man convulses on the ground and after the demon finally does come out uh, it's it's like he's it looks like he's dead but jesus kind of raises him up I don't know if he was literally dead or just kind of uh, knocked out uh, or in a coma, but he he raises him out of that state, and uh, and he and he's set free um, from this condition. Well, later the disciples asked Jesus, "Why couldn't we do it? Uh, why couldn't we cast the demon out?" And Jesus responds, "This kind can only come out by prayer." <laughs> and some manuscripts actually add by prayer and fasting, though it appears that the original is is by prayer. Uh, which seems to make sense. Why would it be prayer and fasting? You'd have to wait a long time fasting to cast the demon out, and Jesus did it right away. Um, but even then, you know, weren't they praying? Weren't the disciples praying? Was Jesus praying when he just said, cast it out? I don't know. There's some, <laughs> there's some question marks for me there, to be honest. But I think there's some things we can glean. Certainly that there is a certain kind of the demonic that is harder than others. Uh, there's certain spiritual conditions that are tougher than others. Um, and there's there's a type of praying that is i think uh more effective intense uh, uh than other kinds and um i'm not I, in a place i don't think where I can really define what those are other than the fact just to say that there is that uh dynamic in in the in the life of prayer I mean, anyway we, we all have a, have things to learn about prayer and and uh, certainly the disciples acknowledged that they needed to learn, as which is why they're asking Jesus. And Jesus certainly, that's what his, his mentoring program is all about with his disciples, preparing them for this thing called the church. So we're part of that process, and that's kind of a little side note there. What I just want to kind of note here is just kind of as I think about this whole uh, story, uh, this whole event of the demon cast out, in the context of the transfiguration event too, I just think of the, all the players involved here. You know, one of the things that I always struggled with was how, when, when it's in the text, when, when uh, the disciples tell Jesus we, we couldn't cast the demon out, we tried and we couldn't, and Jesus seems kind of exasperated. You know, oh, the, you faithful, faithless generation, how long will I put up with you? And I've always been frustrated with him. I don't know, frustrated is the wrong word, but uh, I've wondered why is he so harsh there? (laughs) Um, he He seems exasperated a little bit. I maybe understand it maybe a little bit now just thinking about the context. I mean, he has just seen the 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 spiritual dimension of reality break into the physical present on that mount transfiguration peter james and john witnessed it too but he they were strictly told don't tell anybody about this till after the resurrection so there's just been this true experience of re- true reality and so you know maybe uh that can shed a little bit of light on why jesus kind of says what he says so, you know how long will i put up with this generation that can't believe, can't see the true reality behind the physical uh, dimension that we're in. Uh, I, I think meaning that Jesus could, certainly in faith, but also in that experience too, at the mountaintop experience, maybe other experiences too that he had, uh, we don't know. Um, but then I think about just the other players in this story, and even that statement, oh, how long will I have to put up with you? I mean, think about what Jesus has to put up with. He's got to put up with his father who... Who, who says I believe, but I, but help my unbelief, and and there's doubt there, and he's got to put up with the disciples. Uh, you know, he's that they try to cast out the demon, but they couldn't. I mean, do you think Jesus was kind of longing for the good old days when he had guys like Elijah and Moses, who he just experienced that with them together on the Mount Transfiguration, right? They in all that glory, and these these were great saints of old of the Old Testament. Oh. The good old days when the saints of the Old Testament were just so powerful and glorious and perfect and good. But now he's got to deal with these disciples and these father who can't really believe and this demon-possessed man even who's been set free. But, you know, his material that Jesus has to work with is just not quite as good as he used to be, right? Well, wrong, right? I mean, let's do some time travel. Go back to the Old Testament. Take a look at Moses. A stutter. He uh, didn't want to do what God was telling him to do. He he, he had hard he he had doubts, and and then he even when he finally did uh, you know move forward in obedience, uh, he was full of pride at one point, and he committed a great sin in the desert, which prevented him from actually being able to enter into the promised land. And I, at that moment, it probably felt like his life, his career was over, and it was over. You could say, at least what he thought. Or Elijah. Man, God did some amazing things through Elijah, glorious things through Elijah. And yet, at the end of Elijah's life, he was depressed. He was in a cave. He was just saying, God, take my life. Everybody's trying to kill me. He was depressed and he wanted to be done. And so, God let him be done. He said, Okay, Elisha's going to take over. And Elisha would pray for a double portion surely Elijah we forgotten in the light of Elisha doing far more powerful things and he did do amazing more more miraculous things than Elijah did uh so Elijah done i guess right apparently not cuz here we see on the mount transfiguration Moses and Elijah going strong God using them in great glory still part of the of the of the God's story their story was not over it was not done God used all of their weakness and moments of failure and struggles to produce in them an eternal weight of glory and and and, and they're still being used today we don't even see how they're being used today in glory and God's going to do the same thing for for that father who said, I believe, but I, but help me, help my unbelief. And with the disciples, surely he did with them because we've seen what God did with them in history. Even though they are weak in that moment, couldn't cast the demon out, he's going to do the same thing for you and me. Uh, we're weak. I always say, I believe, help my unbelief. Maybe you struggle too. Um, um, but God, you know, we have the word of Paul and Philippians, he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. He finished his work in Moses and Elijah. Uh, he finished it presumably in the father who said, I believe, help my unbelief. He's going to finish it in you and me too. So let's submit ourselves to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our great mentor who does receive us as we are, and it, but is taking us someplace and is producing in us an eternal weight of glory. Uh, and you haven't seen anything yet of what God is going to do in and through you. You may not even see it in this lifetime, but in the next, you will. Oh, that's what God was doing in me when that happened. <laughs> Let's pray, Lord Jesus. Um, as we just kind of journey through the season of Lent here, I, we kind of acknowledge that. Um, or I just, I guess, I just want to um, kind of land on the thought in prayer here that. It may be the small little things that we do here this season of Lent. Maybe the giving up of some things, but maybe as Connie shared yesterday, the taking of some things on, those small things that actually produce greater fruit and 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 and, re- and do do some, a greater work in us and in true reality than everything we're going to do this year in our job, in our in our home management, in our studies, whatever that might be. I mean, do those things. Do it with excellence. But it could be the small little things we do here in this season of Lent that, is that far outweighs everything else. So let us press in to know Him, uh, to to focus on Him, to live for Him, to be honest and transparent and broken before Him, and to allow Him to do that work of transformation in us and uh, trust that he will bring the work that he's begun to completion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.